Support comes from Red Stag Supper Club, featuring weekly live music and a late-night happy hour, serving brunch, lunch, dinner, and late night seven days a week. Focusing on locally farmed ingredients. RedStagSupperClub.com Come on, from Minnesota Public Radio, this is Grammar Grader. It's the podcast about words, grammar, and usage for the information age. This week's episode, some spicy expressions. And that's a hot dog, hot dog. Watch me eat a hot dog. Oh, well, hi there, Jane. How's your landscaping project coming along? You were keen as mustard about it last weekend. Oh, yes. I'm almost finished with it, in fact. Well, speaking of that, that post hole digger you wanted to rent last weekend? That's been returned. Would you like it today? Oh, actually, I ended up borrowing one from my neighbor, so I don't need it anymore. Oh, okay. Well, after meat, mustard. Mm, Sure. Uh, What I do need, however, is one of those flat shovels that work well for putting in edging around the flower beds. Well, have a look at this one right here. This one ought to cut the mustard. Okay, Bob. Yeah? What's with all the mustard references? This is a hardware store, after all. That's what I hear. This week, we feature some light-hearted summer fare by looking at expressions that include the word mustard. Wait, mustard? Really? Yes, it's true, producer Brett Baldwin. According to linguist and author Michael Quinion, the word mustard has a long-established use as a superlative. Quinion adds that in the 19th century in America, mustard was used figuratively to mean something that added zest to a situation. This is corroborated in Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable, edited by John Ato, who cites slang use of mustard in the O. Henry story Cabbages and Kings, which came out in 1894. But to help us understand mustard expressions even further, we thought we'd talk to a true expert in the field. Barry Levinson is the author of three books, and he's also the founder and curator of the Mustard Museum in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. Barry joins us by telephone today. Welcome to Grammar Grader, Barry. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. So what kinds of expressions do you know that reference mustard? Well, of course, uh, there's cutting the mustard. You know, he's all the mustard, the proper mustard. Uh, To be the proper mustard means to be the real McCoy, which is, of course, the the genuine article. Uh, To be all to the mustard is is good. Uh, Cutting the mustard is, is, of course, to be able to do a difficult task well. It also uh, had at one time, and to some, in some circles it still does, certain sexual connotations. To be able to cut the mustard is to be able to perform. Um, you perform and you know how. <laughs> sure. And uh, it, English is not the only language where uh, idioms involving mustard. La moutarde me montonne in French means literally the mustard is, up, is climbing up my nose, which really means I'm very angry. Mustard uh, is part of the English language in ways other than its typical use as a condiment. Have you ever heard the expression, after meat, mustard? Yes, yeah, that's a very old um, phrase, uh, the, and it's it's like doing something that's kind of foolish, uh, similar to, uh, you know, the, the uh, closing the barn door after the horse is gone. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that's kind of like, you would not normally do that you know, to have uh, mustard after you finish your main course. But I suppose with you, mustard anytime is probably over. Right, mustard is the main course. So for, 
for me, it's it really doesn't matter. Sure. And why do you suppose mustard has worked its way into these expressions? Well, for one thing, mustard goes back a long way. In England, as keen as mustard, for example, was an expression. Because it's a very sharp flavor, uh, it's easy to put it into language. You know, just as things that are dramatic in their very nature tend to, I think, crawl into the language. Now, as author of the book, The Seventh Game, the 35 World Series that have gone the distance, it seems safe to say that two of your passions are baseball and mustard. Yes. Are there any linguistic places where your two passions intersect? Oh, absolutely. If you listen to a baseball broadcast, you're likely to hear uh, a commentator said, boy, he put some mustard on that pitch. And what it means is he threw a fastball a little harder than usual. He reared back and really fired. So putting mustard on a ball has nothing to do with a spitball or loading one up, uh, but rather just throwing a little harder than usual. Now, while we're on the topic of mustard and grammar, I understand that your museum has launched a new promotion wherein people can sponsor an adjective or adverb. Yeah, and there is a mustard connection. I mean, aside from having fun with it, if you think of it, uh, adjectives and adverbs are the condiments of the language. You can certainly get by um, without them. And a lot of people say that you know, subject and verb, that's all you need, nouns and verbs. That's all you need to express yourself. But without adjectives and without adverbs, judiciously used, of course, I think language would be very boring. As a result, we have launched something called the official uh, mustard certified modifier. We have adjectives and adverbs. And what people get is a particular adjective that they are to take care of. Uh, It's a certificate with a gold seal with the adjective uh, in bold type, the definition, and then its use in a condiment-themed sentence. So, for example, uh, ones that we have available right now uh, would be, let's see, we have cantankerous, fine adjective, Mm -hmm. and, of course, definition, grouchy, difficult in manner, displaying irritability to everyone. Use in sentence, even the tasty mustard could not please Mr. Kirtle as he was in another of his foul and cantankerous moods. Oh, my. You can get many, and we've, uh, we've uh, really uh, sold several of them. I mean, it's just nine ninety five. You get a handsome certificate uh, explaining all the obligations that you have. It's essentially an adopt-an-adjective or adopt-an-adverb program. Okay, and who writes the sentences using the adopted words? Oh, I do, of course. This, this is what I do with my life. <laughs> you know, for example, the, the adverb boldly, with determination and courage, in use and sentence, the yellow starship mustard had a mission to boldly go where no condiment had gone before. Okay, so these are fanciful sentences. You're not just writing mustard descriptions. These are all very fanciful um, things, things that you will remember. That's very nice, and it's creative and fun, too. It is, and you know, you can go on mustardmuseum.com, and you'll see uh, a link uh, to the program. And we're also launching a website called Mustard Modifiers. Dot com, which will have all of the information, and you can sponsor an adjective or an adverb yourself. Speaking of things going on at the Mustard Museum, this Saturday is a big event for you, correct? Yeah, it is National Mustard Day, uh, annually the first Saturday in August. This is our big party. Uh, we have live music, mustard games for, for everybody. Uh, it's a family-friendly event. We're giving away uh, 3,000 Oscar Mayer hot dogs, 
there'll be mustard tastings. We've got frozen mustard custard from Culver's. It's just a wild and crazy event. That sounds great. And you call it National Mustard Day. Not many people out there have applied for and got a national holiday. Why don't you tell us about how you went about doing that? Well, we didn't really apply for it. It was kind of uh, foist upon us in a way. Uh, about 19 years ago, uh, we got a call from a publication called Chase's Annual Events. It used to be the Bible for the media, telling you what goes on on a given day, what has happened in history on a given day, whose birthday it is. And apparently there was a National Mustard Day in existence, but it was dormant. Uh, they approached a mustard company in Chicago about sponsoring it. They knew about us, and they said, well, the Mustard Museum ought to be doing it. So we've been taking care of it. We're the stewards of National Mustard Day, if you will. And as a result, we celebrate it, and we celebrate it big because it is the uh, the holiday that pays tribute to the king of condiments. Well, it certainly seems you're worthy stewards of this holiday. Well, we, we certainly have much too much fun with it, I know. Barry, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Luke. It's really a pleasure. It's always a pleasure talking about words. You know, there are a few tools that we have. We have got 26 letters of the alphabet, spaces, and a handful of punctuation marks. And what we do with them is, is up to us. Wow, what great words of wisdom for us here at Grammar Grader. Thanks, Barry. Thanks so much. Bye. Barry Levinson is the curator of the Mustard Museum in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It's also on the web at mustardmuseum.com. So then the first Saturday in August is National Mustard Day? That's what I hear. Huh. I thought you'd be excited to know that. I am. So will your hardware store have a sale on National Mustard Day? Could I get that shovel at a discount? Don't press your luck on that one. Okay? In southwest Wisconsin, there's a little town I know. This has been Grammar Grader from Minnesota Public Radio. Source material comes from Michael Quinion's WorldWideWords.org and from Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable, edited by John Ato and available at PublicRadioMarket.org. Special thanks to Barry Levinson for joining us today. Thanks as always to the Grammatis Personae players, Dale Connolly and Julia Schrankler. Our producer is Brett Baldwin. Executive producer is John Pearson. I'm Luke Taylor. Thanks for listening. And if you like Grammar Grader, contact us with your message or question at mpr.org slash gg.